Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Hope at Crossroads. We're here to serve you in any way that we can. For more information about our resources or our church, you can check out hope at crossroads.org. Online, you can find access to other resources like devotionals and study books. Thanks again for joining us. And now let's start this week's message. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. It's good to see you this morning. If you've got your Bible, I want to invite you to open up to the book of 1 John, which is a book of the Bible we have gone through before. You say, when was that? I don't remember. (laughs) Some time ago. I know we went through 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. We've been through many books of the Bible, and next week we will begin our uh, next study through the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews is where we will start next week for our summer study, so I'm excited about that. I know that tomorrow we celebrate Memorial Day, and for many of us that is a much-needed, long-awaited, uh, extra-day, three-day weekend. For some of us, some of us I know are working. Uh, tomorrow there will probably be some grills that will be fired up. There will be some swimming pools that will be christened, uh, and summer will officially begin. I cannot believe it already. Next week is June, so I hope you've started your Christmas shopping because time is flying, isn't it? Wow, the older I get, the more the years just go crazy. Uh, We know, however, hopefully that Memorial Day is much more than barbecues and uh, cooking out and swimming pools and beaches and friends. Those things are great, but Memorial Day marks an important day where we recognize sacrifice. It's a day we remember those who paid the ultimate price for our freedom and service to our nation, and we remember those who have given. I know for some of us that is a difficult, uh, will be a difficult day for others of us, maybe not impacted directly, maybe indirectly. So I wonder this morning if you have lost a loved one in military service to our country, would you please stand in their honor this morning? If you've lost a family member, relative, or friend in service to our country, anybody? Thank you, Mr. Steve. Thank you. Anybody else? If you have served in our country and our military, we want to honor you today. Would you please stand? If you've served in any of the branches of our military, would you join our other friends who are, who are standing? Can we give these friends a big round of applause this morning? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can be seated. Thank you. That is important. John tells us in 1 John chapter 3 uh, something very important. Most of us know John 3.16. And if you uh, were here when we went through 1 John, then you'll know 1 John 3.16. Uh, because it's actually very similar. It's interesting. So let's read it. First John three sixteen. actually verses 16 through 18 says this. We know love by this, that he, that's Jesus, laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him or does not have pity on him, How can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with just words or speech, but with actions and in truth. A great reminder about sacrifice. So in light of Memorial Day being tomorrow, I thought we would 
take a few moments this morning before jumping into our next series and talk about that very word, sacrifice. Uh, That's a big word. It's a powerful word. I don't know what comes to your mind when you think about sacrifice. It actually is a topic that is the very foundation of our Christian faith, is the word sacrifice. It is... Uh, important for us to ponder, to think about, and to dwell on the sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross. As a matter of fact, if you remember in Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12, he talked about sacrifice. In Romans chapter 12, he says, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. And he goes on to say, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you will know that good, perfect, and pleasing, acceptable will of God. So Paul even talked about this sacrifice, and that Jesus ultimately did give the greatest sacrifice, but that we too are supposed to model what Jesus did for us, and to live, and to be people Sacrifice. So I thought this morning, uh, very quickly, we would talk about maybe four ways in this crazy world in which we live that we could sacrifice. Here's the first one. Focus on we, not me. Boy, is that countercultural or what? Because we live in a world where the focus is all about me. Maybe you've heard that great Christian song they sing sometimes. It's all about me. Not supposed to be, but sometimes that's what comes across in our culture. Where we focus on me and we focus on individuality. We have another day on our calendar where we celebrate. uh, And we celebrate our country July the 4th. We call that Independence Day. And so we like independence and we like individuality. But the truth of the matter is... Sometimes our culture is pushing us in the opposite direction from thinking about the power of we to thinking about the importance of me. And you can read all throughout the Gospels. You can read, uh, again, one of what Paul's letters and one of the things he said to the church at Corinth where he talked about how important it was that we're the body of Christ. We work together. The sum of the parts is greater than one single part. And that is the truth of the gospel. It's the truth of us. It's the truth of crossroads. We all are better together. We are more powerful united together than we are just by ourselves. It's the power of we. And it goes against, really this whole idea goes against the, uh, the base instinct in our culture of self-preservation. Um, it's scary sometimes to see the links that people will go to. And it's we're, we're going to see it even more heightened up as we come into another political, you know, we're still a long ways away from that. And already it's the political grandstanding has begun. And it's all about trying to divide and focus on an individual and focus on me instead of we. You know, there's, a, there's one verse in the Bible that sums it up, and most of us probably know this, known as the golden rule, do unto others as you would have done unto you. I know in our culture... We've changed it around. It's do unto others before they do unto you. So a lot of people do. But it's the power of we. So I just want to encourage you, as you go through this week, and maybe even tomorrow, if you're gathered with family or wherever you might be, think about the power of we. I will tell you, as one of the pastors of this church, I am so grateful for the power of we. 
the power of we. We would not be here as a church family if we did not understand the power of we. Because we would not have not survived the last few years with pandemic and COVID and all the things that our church has been through. Praise the Lord that I think we have a good understanding of what we is all about. But the second thing I would encourage us to think about here is there is no act too small. You know, I know in our everyday life, sometimes we, we, we get overwhelmed with all the big things that are going on. We think our contribution, whatever it might be to help emphasize we, we might think, well, it's too small, it's too insignificant. i got to do something gargantuan and something big and huge to actually make a difference. That's really not true. It's every act is important, and even the smallest things that you might consider a small act have huge ramifications. It's like dropping a little pebble in the water and you see the ripple effect happen. It's a small little pebble can do a lot of damage. And a small act of generosity or a small act of selflessness can make a huge, huge difference. Some of you are a part of this church family because you walked through the door one Sunday morning and somebody just came up and greeted you with a smile. And the person who greeted with you with a smile may have no idea that that's the very reason you decided to put your roots down in this place and become a part of we, the body of Crossroads. And you didn't even recognize that your handshake or your smile or your pat on the back or, hey, my name is, you thought that was not a big deal, but it is. The enemy would have us think that our little contribution won't matter and it's insignificant, so therefore we do nothing. And we see that happening in our world right now in a huge, huge way. If all of us did a little bit, one small act of service added together would make a huge impact. And we have a lot of people in our church family who do a lot. We have many that could do a little bit more so that we share the load, so that the power of we makes a big a big impact. The third, the third thing I thought about, and I'm just trying to give you some practical things this morning. The third thing that I thought about that could really help live out this sacrifice that both Paul and we read about here in 1 John is talking about. The third thing is volunteering your time. We live in a world where perhaps time is the most important commodity, maybe even more important than money is our time. And if we can volunteer a little bit of time here or there, now you may say, okay, Pastor Jack, you're getting ready to run down the list of needs that we have at Crossroads. Well, I might throw out a few. We always need nursery workers and children's workers and youth workers and kitchen workers and parking lot greeters, and the list goes on. But you know what? There are places for you to volunteer that are even outside of this church where you could serve in our community and make an impact. Volunteering, giving your time, sacrificing your time. And sacrifice, you think about our Savior, you think about Jesus, the sacrifice that he gave. Yes, of course, we think about the physical sacrifice that he gave on the cross, but think about the time that he sacrificed. The many miles of journey that he had where he walked, where he intentionally gave his time. You think about the woman at the well where you read in John chapter 4, the Bible says basically he went that way, he intentionally went that way, he chose to go that way because he had a divine appointment to set aside some time for that woman at the well. And we need to do the same thing. Sacrifice implies dedicating, a dedication to giving more than what is owed. And so sometimes really in the simplest terms, what we can do is we can give our time and our energy 
to help uh, make a difference. But here's, here's the fourth thing that I thought about as I think about sacrifice. If sacrificing your time is not an option, then how about funding a cause? How about funding a cause? Consider sacrificing the fruits of your labor. And just like when you think about uh, actions, there's no monetary sacrifice either that is too small that won't make a big impact when it's added together with other people who are doing the same thing. It can be as simple as what we used to do with our kids growing up as packing their lunch one day a week instead of uh, sending them through the drive through and I don't know if you've noticed, but you go through the drive through now, and it seems like it's twice as much. So we can get creative. We can help fund the cause. You think about the cause that we have going on right here at our church, ultimately, which is to make disciples who serve shelter and support the transforming work of Christ. That's huge. That's important. We think about the Building Faith campaign, the cause that we have there to build a building, not for brick and mortar, but to reach more young boys and girls with the truth of who Jesus is. And I don't need to tell you or get on a soapbox this morning. If you've watched the news in the last week, you know there are many more attempts by our world and by our government to take our kids and lead them astray. And it will require sacrifice. Here's the great thing about sacrifice, and if we had time this morning and everybody came up and stood behind the mic, everyone in here could give testimony to the fact in some area of your life where you have sacrificed and there's been a positive benefit because you have sacrificed. A couple years ago, I sacrificed a lot of certain kinds of food that I wanted to eat. It was not a happy journey. But the end result was I was 25 pounds lighter, so the payoff was pretty good. I, need to, I know, you're looking at me going, did it work? Yeah, it did work, it did work. I used to be heavier, I used to be heavier, I need to do it again. But when you sacrifice and you go through things like that, whatever it is, whether it's financially, whether it's physically, whether it's food, whatever it is, and you get to the other side, you realize that your sacrifice was worth it. And that's part of what Jesus' message is on the cross, we talked about this at Easter. We talk about it throughout the year. I could think about other ways. I, I could personally think of other ways for Jesus to bring us into right relationship with himself other than that. But that's what he chose. He chose a sacrifice. And I don't know what the Lord is challenging you to sacrifice today. I don't know what it might be. But I want to encourage you that the sacrifice will be worth it. There's a lot of sacrifice, and let me just commend our church family. There's a lot of sacrifice that's already been and will continue to be when you think about what's happening here. This sacrifice of having to walk a little bit further to get into the worship center because of parking. Maybe having to walk through a little bit of mud or rain or whatever. Those sacrifices are not over, but at the end will be a reward. Paul said it this way in Galatians. He said, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That's right. So I just want to encourage you this morning. As you think about sacrificing this week, there are a lot of creative ways that you can sacrifice. Small little things that you can do that will make a huge, huge impact. And as I think about 1 John 3.16, let me read it again. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. 
Whoever has the world's goods and beholds his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let us not just love with word or tongue, but in deed and truth. What he's basically saying is, I hear what you're saying, but I want to see. I want to see it. It's one thing to say it, but another thing to do it. Actions, as they say, speak louder, yeah, you know, than words. And you think about that sacrifice and the sacrifice of our Men and women who sacrifice for us every day to be gathered in this place right now, worshiping freely. It's a great picture of actually what is said in another John 3. If you go back to the Gospel, the Gospel of John, John chapter 3 says it this way. I love this. The ultimate picture of sacrifice that has a payoff. God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish. But have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world. But that the world through him would be saved. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. The payoff. For Jesus' sacrifice on the cross is you and I experiencing the eternal life to live with him forever. Wow. I think it's Paul who also says it this way when Jesus was going through that sacrifice. I think it's Paul who said, for the joy set before him. I think it's in Philippians. The joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. You know what the joy was set before him? What he set his mind and his heart on and his his eyesight, spiritual eyesight on to give that sacrifice? You, you and I coming to faith to know him. So he kept his mind on the future. And that's one true thing about sacrificing. When you're sacrificing, you have to think about the future. Now, I got some laughs in my house when I had the incredible Hulk photo on the refrigerator so that when I went to get something out of the refrigerator I would go okay no I don't really need that you know chocolate piece of whatever and I would walk away I I kept the future in mind and I would encourage us as a church family let's keep the future in mind our men and women who have served us I have some dear friends who are serving now in the military with all the craziness it's going on, and they're serving. And I asked one this past week, why are you doing it? I mean, why are you doing it? You don't have to. It's voluntary. There are some countries where it's not voluntary, but in America, it's voluntary. Why are you serving? And his answer was, because I'm keeping my eye on the future. And I think about my kids and their kids and their kids, and I want them to live in a free country where they can have the freedom that I have and to be able to worship like we do. Keep our eye on the prize. The devil's going to try to get us distracted, discouraged, downcast, but don't give up. Don't give up. There's no sacrifice too big. There's no sacrifice too small. So if we focus on the we... That's where we can find encouragement. If we remind ourselves that there's no act too small, every little thing that we do for the glory of God in His name to make a difference, He can take that sacrifice and multiply it. We can give of our time, we can help support a cause and give of our finances, but we can be a part of sacrificing to make a difference for the Lord. Would you pray for me this morning? Maybe you're here today 
And for the first time, you really understand the sacrifice that Jesus gave on the cross. And you've never surrendered your life to him. It's actually a fairly simple process. You just cry out and say, Lord, I I recognize what you did on the cross for me. I recognize that I am a sinner and I I have fallen, I have sinned, and I need your forgiveness. And the sacrifice that you give, that you have given already on the cross, pays the debt that I could never pay. If you're here this morning, you'd say, Pastor Jack, I, I, need to, I need to acknowledge that sacrifice. I need to receive that sacrifice, that gift. And in just a moment, I'm going to invite you to join me here at the front. My friend Heath will be here at the front as well. And we're just going to give the, you the opportunity this morning to say yes to Jesus. Maybe this morning you're here and you hear about this word sacrifice and you've been reflecting on the sacrifice that Jesus gave for you and maybe he's put his finger on an area in your life as he has mine this past week where he said, you know what, you could, you could give a little more here. You could sacrifice here. It'll be worth it. I don't know how the Lord's speaking to you this morning. But we're going to stand in just a moment. Matt and Hannah and our worship team are going to lead us in a closing song, a hymn of invitation. And as they sing this morning and as they lead us, I just invite you to respond as the Lord leads you this morning. Maybe you've been visiting Crossroads for some time or maybe today's the first Sunday and you'd say, you know what, I I need to put my roots down so I can grow. I need to be a part of a we. I need to be a part of a family of God that wants to make an impact. And I encourage you, the first note of that song, come down, we'd love to just welcome you, hug you and Invite you to be a part of our church family. Father, we give you this time this morning. Thank you for the sacrifice that you gave us on the cross. And as we turn our attention to you this morning, I pray that you would speak to each and every heart. If there's a decision today that needs to be made for you, I know those could be made from the seats. And I pray that if somebody needs to do that, they will. But if somebody feels led to come down this morning, maybe to pray at the altar or to let us know of a decision that you've placed on their heart, I pray that they would be obedient to what you said to them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good to see you this morning. Would you stand with us? Matt and Hannah are going to lead us in a closing song this morning. And as they do, you feel free to respond as the Lord leads you this morning.
much for listening to this week's episode of Hope at Crossroads. We're so glad that you joined us for the message today. If Pastor Jack or any of our team can serve you, please reach out to us. You can send us an email at jack at hope at crossroads.org or by visiting our website. We would be most grateful to know where you are listening because we have people all over the world listening to our podcast. You can send us a message through our website. We would appreciate your prayers for us as we are in the midst of a building campaign to reach more children and families in our local community in Greenville County, South Carolina. If you would like to help, you can always make your gift online at our website, hope at crossroads.org. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Hope at Crossroads.